Hey, hey, thanks for pressing play and welcome to the Suns Report Podcast. My name is John and I will be your host for this pod and I am joined live and in person in the studio by my cohort in crime, the co-host of the Suns Report Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up. Start clapping in your car, your office, wherever you are for Matthew Lissy. What's up, Matthew? Oh, hey, don't clap too hard. <laughs> don't clap at all. Don't clap at all. It'd be really awkward if you're listening to this podcast driving, you start clapping, you go off the yeah. road, and then you sue the Suns Report podcast. It'd be worth it, though, because... It could be, because this might you be a You died really good... doing what you wanted and what <laughs> you loved. Talking about the Suns, baby. Yep. Talking about the Suns. Well, this is our... Trade time? Podcast, and this is where we've... Uh, on our previous podcast, on the Solar Report, we went through trades and... and and different scenarios and thoughts and, and mm-hmm. ideas on what the Suns should do with the trade. And the trade deadline is officially behind us. So it's now time to sit and crack open a beer and talk about the trades or lack thereof. The trade deadline has officially passed, and the Suns did absolutely nothing. nothing. So, what are your thoughts on that, Matthew? Sometimes nothing is something. Agreed. Yeah, the good Lord once said, in this case, it was very frustrating. Just That's nothing the, happening. The good Lord said that? Yeah, this is his quote. Continued. Oh, wow. Yeah, just okay. it's, he's all standing up there. He's like, this is frustrating. I don't even... So, no, but for the Suns, I think we wanted something to happen. The whole time we did. We wanted something oh, to, because yeah. of the injuries, we're losing, Booker, all that, and then nothing happened. But then we're in a peaceful place, I think, now, right? Yeah, you know, I think that initially when the trade deadline was happening, I was it was unfortunate because I was at work and I was in yeah. a staff meeting. So my phone's kind of buzzing and going off. That's the worst. I, seriously, and I'm trying to pay attention to what our director of human resources is saying, but at the same time, I see like D'Lo just went to the Wolves, and I'm just like pissed. And, <laughs> and, and you're just sitting there and you're just like, gosh, sons, are you going to do anything? Give me something. And then at the end of the day, your first emotions are that of frustration. Yes. You have a team that's losing, a team that's injured, a team that you feel has the potential to make a playoff run, and they're just a few pieces short of making that playoff run. So initially, I was very, very frustrated. Mm-hmm. But as time went on, as I gave it a day or two, no, no, it didn't. It didn't hurt that the next day the Suns came out and just walloped the Rockets. That definitely helped. Uh, but I gave it a day or two, and I really started thinking. I'm like, you know what? This is James Jones saying, "I'm sticking with my vision." I had a vision at the beginning of this season of what this team could be, and unfortunately, it hasn't gone that way for factors outside of James Jones' control. DeAndre Aiden. Losing 25 games, 30% of the entire season to the the, the faulty piss. Yeah. You know, that that veered the course of this team. You couple in injuries, which every team has, but you couple in a lot of different injuries and uh, some poor performance leading into that trade deadline. They were on a three-game losing streak going into the trade deadline. What's the point at that time? The ship is sinking, and you know, what's the point? That's like mm-hmm. that's like if you're adding a player to a sinking a sinking ship, it's almost like putting Weston Heavenly mattresses on a, the Titanic as it's going down. Like, oh, here's something nice, even though you're gonna yeah. hit the bottom of the sea. So as the days progressed, I, I came to the realization: it's like, listen, go back to the beginning of this season. What were the expectations of this team? 
The playoffs were not an expectation. That would be exceeding expectations. The expectations were, we're going to improve. We're going to grow the players, and we're going to improve. Something we haven't done in previous seasons. Mm -hmm. Improve. We have been doing that. Yes. We didn't need to add a player. We didn't need to lose an asset. We didn't need to go, hey, let's throw something in the pot that's going to burn us in the long run just to try to make the playoffs Mm -hmm. this year. So I guess it's a long way to say that uh, even though initially (laughs) I was frustrated, at the end, it's calm and all is right in the Suns world. And this is why we don't run a team because (laughs) if we're going off of what the media and the fans want, the team would be a mess. It would be even worse. We would sign someone. I would sign Kevin Love or trade Kevin Love or (laughs) trade for Kevin Love. Gross. And I would be like, hey, here you go. You know what I I did something, see? So win 10 games in a row and get back in playoff picture. But so the biggest thing is I even last trade deadline, I was like, I want D'Angelo Russell. I just, I want something to make me happy. The Suns fan, I want, I want to be happy, and I'm thank God like they didn't do it because uh, poor little Ricky, like I, I left him alone in the in the freaking snowstorm, dude. I know. Pa- pa- I just, Papa Ricky's yeah. outside in the snowstorm. You're trying to get D'Lo in here, the new model. Yeah, he's like, I just had a kid. I keep talking about this. I don't know why, but like, I just gotta leave that guy alone. I love that we have our sons now. I love that we don't have D'Lo just because of how much of an impact. No one cared about it. They showed D'Lo walking through. I don't know where he was in Minnesota. I think it was like their practice facility. Yeah. Looking at the history of Minnesota. It's unreal. This is a movie. What history? First of all, Carl Anthony Towns is unhappy. Yeah. Booker, we don't know, is unhappy in Phoenix. Everything we hear is that he wants to be here. Yes. We're making it a story that he wants out. Mm -hmm. It's not a story. Carl Anthony Towns actually quotes and says, D'Angelo Russell will be an incentive for me to stay with the Wolves. That's terrible. Well, yeah. That's I don't want to hear that from my star player. Exactly. The only way I can keep you happy yeah. is bringing your boy in. If Booker did say that, then yeah, we got an issue. He's never said that. Nope. Nothing even close. Yeah. If he wanted to play with his friends, that's a different issue. Like I said on the previous podcast, this is a different kind of walk to stardom for Booker. It's He's on his own. He's going to do it on his own, and he's going to get some help. It's going to happen. We mm-hmm. are improving. And, so, and, and that piece wasn't sitting there at this trade deadline. It, it never really is. The only thing is we never do pull the trigger on players, but I think what we did is we tried to get Carl Anthony Towns. I think mm-hmm. the Suns really tried. Yeah. It didn't happen because the Wolves didn't want to get rid of him. And I think if they really didn't see a future with Carl Anthony Towns, we would have got him. I think we would have traded Aiton. And we would have traded Ubre for that for Carlton Towns. Yep. It didn't happen. And for us to say they didn't try or they didn't do anything, I think that's the only piece they wanted to get. I really do. That's the only thing I can think of. And I have no inside sources at all, but I just think those are things that were happening in the background, but we just didn't hear anything. Well, and look at it this way. I mean, you're if you go and you do try to make one of these blockbuster trades for a team that's struggling, mm-hmm. what are you going to give up? I mean, the Suns, at the end of this season, have a, a ton of expiring contracts. Uh, Dario Sarge comes off the books. Aaron Baines comes off the books. That beautiful $19 million of, of Tyler Johnson comes off the books. We're one of the few teams that has a lot of cap space going into this offseason. We're, we're going to have assets. Unfortunately, we're going to have a lottery pick now because we're not going to make the playoffs. But that's another asset. So if you do want to go and make a, a big trade, 
the time to do it's the off season, not in the middle of this mm. season. You look at some of the free agents who are coming out this year. It's not a big free agent class. There's nobody who you're just like, okay, stop the presses. We need to go after this guy. Yeah. But we will have the opportunity to trade for some pieces that can really assist this team. What are those trade pieces? I don't know. I've always been a big fan of Aaron Gordon. I don't think that Julius Randle something that the Knicks will part with, but I would love for them to take a shot at Julius Randle. Yeah. Uh, you have a lot of different players out there. Gallinari, Larry Markinen, a lot of these guys who I feel can really assist this team from three-point shooting, uh, from from the four, you know, an yeah. up, up, upgraded Saric. Uh, who knows if Bridges continues to blossom and you're just looking to really f- add some depth to the team. But what you've done by not jumping to a trade and not chasing D'Lo or chasing Cat this season is you've opened up options and opportunities going into next season. Mm-hmm. And it's tough because we live in in that culture where it's, I want everything now. I want it now. Give it to me now. Give me that information now. Yeah. And with the Suns, <laughs> unfortunately, you just got to exercise mm-hmm. that patience. And now we see what Aiden can actually do, though, too, to where, like you said, he missed 25 games. Yep. It put us behind. So now we've seen the talent and how he could be our first or second best player, which I said that I'm. this is what I'm thinking now is he could be for the Suns. Um, so we, if we had a full season to see this, we probably would be 500. We wouldn't have to worry at the trade deadline. We wouldn't have oh, yeah. all that worry about trading for players. And I think too, the one name that you put out there just now is Laurie Markkinen. I think he'd be and great. If Kelly, yeah. And if Kelly is this consistent, I'm not saying he's a score 30 games, 30 points a game, but if he's consistent, a 40% three point shooter, mm-hmm. someone that improves to work on his ISO game and his passing, all we'll need is someone like Laurie Markkinen. Because Aiton is going to be like an all-star player, uh, all-NBA player in he the NBA. He potentially could be an all-NBA So guy. I'm just saying, like that's what we needed to see this season. We didn't have the opportunity until the past two weeks to where it's now really kicking in to Aiton's going to be something special. Yep. So that's the only thing that sucks, but it's also good because we got our sons back and we are feeling great right now, I think. No, I'm completely A losing record, you, you know? but <laughs> it was so hard to do podcasts like the past three weeks. It was like waking up and just going to a job you dread. It basically was kind of, it's like we had to do it. I love doing it, but it's just talking about the sons after loss, after loss, after loss. And is Booker happy? Is all this? It was crazy, a crazy mess. Yeah, leading up to the trade deadline, that's what happens. And that's what a lot of these players have to go through. They're getting up every day and they have to go to work. Yes. And they don't know if they're if they're on the trading block or if they're part of this culture, they're part of the plan. Yes. And it's tough. And it's the same for, you know, I don't want to compare us as podcasters about the Phoenix Suns necessarily to the struggle they have to go through. But it's tough for us just as fans because you're doing the same thing. Yes. You're playing armchair GM. You're saying we should move this piece. This shouldn't go. Ubre's on the block. Is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? Would you give up Ricky Rubio to get D'Lo? And you're yeah. playing all these scenarios out in your head. And at the end of the day, it's... it's it, it's frustrating. Yeah, it's, how- it, it's time consuming. It's you know you just want to watch a team and enjoy a team and appreciate a team and 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 analyze this team and not every time something doesn't go its way you go oh trade them. Yeah, and it, how many off ramps do you want to drive off of? None. none. Oh, well, now none. But yeah. driving home, listening to Burns Gamble, how many times are you crying and you can't <laughs> see and you almost run into somebody? <laughs> Three. That happened three, three times. Three. So do you want to now start just kind of going through trades around the NBA and discuss how we yeah. think it affects the Suns? That too, and just the NBA in general. I think it's kind of fun on trade time. That's why I kind of like the trade time pod, because yeah. I feel like we can kind of talk about other teams a little bit. Oh, yeah. If that's we're, okay. We, no, totally. We're a Suns podcast, yeah. but you know what? The Suns play in the NBA, and I like to know what's going on in the NBA, and I watch the NBA, yeah. so let's talk about the NBA. <laughs> so uh, the, one of the bigger ones was like Clint Capella getting traded from Houston. Yeah. Um, 
the Houston Rockets actually got Jordan Bell too back, but then they traded him, got rid of him. So they have no more bigs. It's kind of exciting because Capella wasn't thriving there, and mm-hmm. Capella was a guy the Suns, I thought we would draft Doncic and then sign Clint Capella, remember? Yeah, that's that was what, one of the ideas. That's one of our armchair GM yeah. moments that we had a couple seasons and ago. He got unsexier, unsexier, unsexier every year. Well, he, they, they, now he, he's tra- they didn't even play him in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, so he, he because was unplayable because they couldn't in their style of but offense. But that's Dan Tony, dude. He's like, this guy doesn't fit. We have to get rid of him. Yep. That's not the way he wants to play. So he was traded. Um, yeah, I, I think mean, it's good for Houston in the long run because, again, yeah. if, if this guy's unplayable in the playoffs, then why why do you have exactly. him? What's the point? He's just a – I mean, I forget how much he's making a year, but that's just a hole in the uh-huh. in, at your five spot. So and it's they're, they're going to try something different with yeah. a six-foot-six center, so we'll see how that turns out. I really think in the West it's not a good move because you have the Anthony Davises, the Nikola Jokic's. you got the DeAndre Aytons of the yeah. world out there. So, I mean, it's – a different approach. I think that just watching them play against mm-hmm. the Suns and seeing how it worked for them, uh, I think it can be successful because it didn't work against the Suns because no Westbrook, no Gordon halfway through the game. Yeah. But I did think that it's it forces centers to play a different kind of game. They think they can just turn around and shoot and the guy's going to be short, but you have like three guys collapsing on you, pestering you, and you have to have the ability to dish it out quick and make the right decision right away. And then now you're playing their game because exactly. you're shooting threes. Exactly. So it's very smart. Plus, uh, Clint Capella went to the Hawks, yeah. So that's kind of cool. Well, that's I'm great glad they Trae gave him Young. a little bit, a little bit of help there. You get Trey Young, who can now dish it to Capella and John Collins, yeah. And now John Collins can play the four, which he likes to play more of, mm-hmm. versus having to play the five. And 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 who does this affect the most? Our old boy, Brick Hands, Alex Len. Yeah, to uh, hang out on the oof. bench, boy. Yeah, I love that guy. Oy. So Memphis gets better. Memphis got really better in this. Yeah, they deadline. did. But that's this is so fun though because I was so jealous of Memphis. And then they started talking crap about Iggy. Iggy gets traded to... The Heat. The Heat. I don't know how I forgot that. He gets traded to the Heat. And you realize it was kind of just a mutual thing between management with the Grizzlies and Iggy where it's just like, we'll trade you. We're going to get something back too to help them. Mm-hmm. They get um, Justice Winslow, which is one of their prized possessions yep. that they've always wanted to keep, but they got rid of them. Uh, they got the experience. But also too... Things switch. The modern NBA things switch so much. So Memphis right now is talking crap, thinking like, "Oh, we got a player that wants to play with us." They're not. They haven't made the playoffs yet. So what could happen yeah. is they they think they're great, and then it's like, "Oh shoot!" There's still 20 more games left in the season. A lot of things when it hits happen. game 62, and I'm tired. Like they get tired, they might not make the playoffs. And it's John Morant's rookie year, and he's yes. not somebody who's played exactly. this much of a workload. Yeah. So you don't talk crap too soon because. Iggy's going to a team that's going to win. They might go to the NBA Finals, and that's what he wanted. And it does suck, I guess, maybe for Memphis not to have him or have someone on your team that's not even given a jersey that doesn't want to play for your team. But you have to realize, you guys are young. Do your thing, man. This guy has nothing to do with your team anymore. Yeah. So I would just I would keep it quiet till you actually make the playoffs. Exactly. They got kind of in that Twitter war yes. with Iggy. And you that, don't want to do and that. And they've continued to – I mean, it's one thing to do it. But you got to kind of okay. You don't close the floodgate. Yeah. Stop it. Focus on yourselves. Stop you know focusing on on external players and teams. Yes. and stick to it. You know. But again, bringing it back to the Suns, this is if the Suns had been in the position that Memphis was in, on the on the fringe, right there, close to five hundred. Do you think they would have made a trade like Memphis did? Yeah. Yeah. If they had the piece. Yeah. Exactly. They had a good piece in Iggy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They, Zellier, yeah, they, like, they had a they had somebody yeah. who people wanted. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, don't tweet because Rachel, aren't Rachel Nichols will bring it up if you don't make the playoffs. Oh, like oh, uh, yeah. the Grizzlies look at them now, you know. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, Tyler, 
the one piece that the Suns have that uh, nobody wanted was Tyler Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we had a guy. It made every trade work, but no one wants Tyler, Tyler That's Johnson. That's Everyone's like, you got this expiring big contract, yeah. but it's Tyler Johnson. Yeah, it's Tyler Johnson. <laughs> it's the most, and people talk about ridiculous contracts. This guy is ultimate ridiculous contract. Just like the way Booker is a snub to the all-star team, yeah. this is like the ultimate waste well, of money. I had a, a buddy, buddy come up to me, and he was asking me about it right before the trade deadline. And he was like, well, what's, what's the benefit of a Tyler Johnson? He's like, what's the benefit of an expired contract? And this is the best way for me to explain it to people out there, who, who, for them to understand it, okay? Let's say you buy a, a pair of Jordans, okay? They're $100, and you have them for five years, and you have to pay $100 every five years for them. Okay. Yeah. And you start to get tired of those shirt, those shoes, but guess what? You still have to pay a hundred dollars for those shoes. An expiring contract is like a pair of shoes where you got them and they're seventy five dollars. Mm-hmm. Okay, they're not a great deal, but you only you only have to wear them for a year. So if I want to get rid of my shoes and I want to get some new shoes, I'm going to trade you my hundred pairs of Jordans and you can take that on. I'm going to take on your seventy five pair of shoes and I'm going to throw them away or do whatever with them at the end yeah. of the year and I'm going to go buy me some new shoes. That's why expiring contracts are appealing. But at the same time, I still have to wear those shoes for the remainder of the season, and yeah. I don't want to wear my Tyler Johnsons. No, I don't want to wear those ever. <laughs> I hope that makes sense to people. It does. Next up, Warriors get Wiggins. I yep. know we talked about D'Lo, but Warriors get Wiggins in the trade. I think so what do you think gr- about that? I think that's a great move for Golden State. I think it's great. They make the best moves. They don't need him to be an all-star. That's what he wants. They need him to be a really good complimentary player. Hide him. Yeah. Hide him on your team. You can. He'll get you the 25 points. Hell yeah, he will. You don't need him to be the second best player next to Carl Anthony Towns who's like crying all the time. Yeah. You need him to be like the fifth best guy on that exactly, team. Exactly, dude. And he'll and do it. He'll, dude, he'll be really good at it. So smart from the Warriors. Yep. And even Steve Kerr owned up to it. He said the whole D'Lo signing didn't make sense, but for them to get something back, for getting rid of Kevin Durant it was so smart well, that's to get the him way to do for it. the max. That's exactly the way to yeah. do it. It's like, listen, you Kevin Durant wants to leave. We're going to get a piece out of this, yeah. and we're going to flip that piece for w- something. Yeah, even if it's Wiggins. Wiggins is good. No, he's he just is good. They he want him to be a star there. He's not a star. Exactly. He was so, a former, what, number one pick, number two pick? He was number one pick. Yeah, number one pick. So, I mean, obviously those expectations come, well, this guy needs to be a superstar. Yeah. And it's just not who he is. Yep. Uh, this is a big name that was traded Marcus Morris to uh, <laughs> signed by the Clippers. Uh, Welcome back to the division, Marcus yeah. <laughs> Morris. I can't wait to see this guy. I can't stand yeah. Marcus Morris. Yeah, anyways. not as much as Marquise Morris, but Marcus Morris, I'm not a huge fan of. No, and but uh, he helps that team. He does, I and mean, he fits. Yeah, that team. He fits that team he, perfectly. He's, he's the fake tough guy. He, <laughs> yeah. He's tough. He'll beat the crap out of you. Yeah, when they're that's tough. Oh yeah, yeah. Like he'll he'll try to beat the crap out of you whenever. Yeah, he's just a big guy. Well, no, so. it's like Ryan Rosillo was saying. I think, oh yeah, on, uh, that's why I heard it. Yeah, Ryan Rosillo was saying so on right. the Bill Simmons podcast. He's like, yeah, he's like fake tough. He's he's he he's tough when you're down twenty. Yeah, it's like I don't need to be tough when you're down twenty. I need to be tough when the game started. Yeah. You know. So, but again, I think it's a good move for the Clippers because they are trying to make that push for a championship. Yeah, and you just need a, a physical body mm-hmm. who is fake tough. Exactly, dude. Uh, not much more, really. Um, there was a signing of Andre Drummond to Kevin Love, or to to, to the Cavaliers. <laughs> to the Cavaliers. With- <laughs> and they're not buying out anybody. Yeah. They're not buying out Tristan Thompson. Yeah. So now they got the Tristan Thompson Andre Drummond duo. Yeah. So when the whole league goes, hey, we're going smaller. We're doing six foot six centers. Yeah. The Cavaliers are like, no, 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 no. We're gonna double down on huge centers. I- we're gonna have Thompson and Andre Drummond down low. Good luck. Yeah, it's I great. Think it's an interesting move by the Cavs. That's it's for sure. So Kevin Love didn't get traded. I've never yeah. seen a guy, you know, pout so much on the court. Like 
physically yeah, pouting. Yeah, and not get traded. Like, I've never seen this before, and he's still on the team. Well, I don't think anybody wanted him. What do you, who wants that? I know, but... How I are you supposed like, to trade that? I would have taken it. No, hell no. <laughs> yeah, that's, why, that, that's why you and I sit and we do a podcast. We're yeah, not GMs. I, know. I, know. I don't want that attitude. I don't want that contract. Like, it's yeah. a lose-lose. What's the uh, point? Poor guy. I kind of feel bad a little bit. I don't bit. at all. Whatever, yeah. Kevin Love. You got your ring. Shut up. So I think uh, there's not much else really that... Little things here and there. Uh, just the Suns didn't make anything happen, but... Luke Kennard, I know first we heard the name, we're like, what the hell? But then we're like, oh, yeah, get him because three-point shooting, high basketball IQ, off the bench, maybe yeah. our fifth player. Yeah, well, good player. backup to Booker. Yeah, so that would have been awesome, but it didn't fall through, so you think it was just something injury-related? No, again, I think it's what Woj kind of said, that they couldn't agree on what a first-round pick protection would be, mm. which I think is smart by James Jones. It's like, listen, don't give up a first-round pick for Luke Kennard, who's probably only going to be around a season, maybe two, yeah. and give up a first-round pick, which is a very valuable asset. And the protections on that is very valuable. Yeah. You know, if you do like a top seven protected pick, who knows, with the way that the the draft goes now and the lottery system, how it's a lot different, uh, it's, it's really differently weighted, the Suns could end up with the 10th worst record, but end up getting the third pick. Yes. And based on lottery protections, it completely changes how you have to approach those protections when you're trading those draft picks. Yeah, and we don't have any. Besides that, we have no other picks. No, exactly. So we got to be... We've traded. We have to be really smart with our draft picks as an asset moving forward. Yep. So, yeah. Um, That's all I had written down for basically all the trades um these were the bigger ones i wanted just to note to talk about but do you have anything else no i mean that's again i'm glad that uh the trade season is officially behind us we have 28 more games of phoenix suns basketball and i think we should really just kind of focus on their development and seeing if they can start to win some close games learn to close some games out and really just kind of Start counting down to the NBA draft, I guess, because we ain't making the playoffs, kind of. bud. No, I don't think so. But I'm not counting down this year. I'm, I'm no. enjoying this season because we're, we're progressing. Yeah. And we're going to win some of these games, and we're going to make it's going to be an interesting end to the season. Mm-hmm. But again, trade time's done. That's the final one of the season. We look forward to doing yes. trade time next year. But that's all we got for that. Again, you know, thank you for tuning into the Suns Report podcast. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, thoughts, ideas, uh, you can email us at thesunsreport at gmail.com. You can always hit us up on Twitter at The Suns Report or visit The Suns Report on Facebook. That's all I got for, for this podcast. I'm not trading you, Matthew. Thanks for hanging yeah. out with me. Oh, thank you very much, man. Uh, all I got to say is just go home and love your family. Amen. Have a good day, everybody.